Hello and welcome to the PCBC Throwback Thursday podcast. My name is Breland. I'm here again with Pastor Sean. Sorry, I got a nose itch. Oh, it just no. hit me out of nose. Hey, this is real life, live and in color. Live and in color. Um, we're so excited you've joined us today. We kicked off a brand new series on Sunday morning called Praise and Thanksgiving. And Pastor Bill talked about how through the month of October, we're going to walk through praise and really yeah. focus on that. And then in November, we're going to focus on Thanksgiving, which is super cool. One of my favorite holidays happens in November. Yes. Spoiler alert, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, but we're really excited to kind of break down his intro message <clears throat> that he gave on Sunday. And so he read from Psalm 100 verses 1 through 5, which he talked about how we're going to focus a lot on those verses during this series. But he asked the question, why should we engage in worship? And so he gave us three key answers to that question. And the first one is because God is good. The second one, because God's mercy is everlasting. And the third, because God's truth endures to all generations. And all three of those answers we find in those verses in the Psalm, Psalm 100. So Pastor Sean, what is one thing or some things that stood out to you? from the first installment of Praise and Thanksgiving? Well, one thing that stood out is the, the question itself, why should we engage in worship? He clearly defined leading into that question that worship is so much more than just singing a song. Yeah. Now, he did make clear that, that singing is a part of worship, but it's only one aspect. Sure. And he seemed to center in more on the fact that our entire life is to be lived as worship to God. So beyond what we do when we gather together as a church and we start the service with praise and thanksgiving through song, just our everyday life as ordinary people who love God, that we are to live our life in such a way that we worship. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, the uh, three things that he gave us from Psalm 100 help us understand how we can live our life like that. Yeah. And the one thing that stood out, before I share it, let, let, me, let me put it in a context. Each week when we sit in a congregation and we hear a message from the Lord uh, through His chosen servant, the pastor, in this case, Pastor Bill at PCBC, we receive the message based on where we are in our own journey with Him. Mm -hmm. So the way that He personally spoke to me this particular week has a lot to do with something he's been stirring in my heart based on three other studies that I'm doing with either other individuals or with groups of people. Let me explain. Our staff is going through this book. Bob Shelton's leading us through a book called One-on-One -on -One with God, mm -hmm. our, our ministerial staff. And in the book, uh, during a number of the weeks, we're reading through Psalm 119. And we're also challenged that through this 12-week study, uh, we did it in 15 weeks, but the new book comes out in 12 weeks, a 12-week study. So in this 12-week study, we are challenged uh, to pray about someone or a group of two or three people that we would also lead through this book because the idea of the study is discipleship as explained in the scripture that it would be multiplication and not addition. Yeah. So... We go through the study, and about halfway through, we start identifying with the Lord's help someone or a few people, a small group, that we would take through the study. And then 
about halfway through that study, that person or those two or three would identify someone they would take so that this would continue to build and it would be true discipleship, not just Christian education, but discipleship. So we're about to wrap up as the staff, and I started this study about four weeks ago uh, with an individual who already has identified one that he'll be starting in the next uh, week or two taking through. Simultaneously, we started PCBCU for this semester, Putnam City Baptist University, where most people take it online, the the courses that they want to take at home. But we have a handful that are not so internet savvy that choose to take it in a traditional classroom setting, but they're still online courses. So what I do is I sit in the course with them and I attach my computer to a TV and I show it online on on the TV. Well, this course is not the same as one on one with God. And the one-on-one with God with the staff I'm with, and then I'm with another guy. We're at different places, and they're different people. Mm-hmm. So you take this study, this study, and then PCBCU study. And it just so happens this past week when Pastor Bill starts out with praise and thanksgiving that where we were in each of those studies dealt with praise and thanksgiving. And even though this one-on-one with God is at a different place than this one, and this is a study on Psalm 119, has nothing to do with one-on-one with God, these studies that are also at different places, I found myself dealing with the same thing that Pastor Bill was talking about this Sunday, and that's the idea of praising God for who He is. Yeah. Not necessarily for what He does. And we can praise God for what He does. Sure. But we need to get to the place where we praise him just for who he is. Mm-hmm. And, and if you think about it, his first point, Pastor Bill said, we should worship God. And in this way, he's talking about praise because he breaks it down into praise and thanksgiving as aspects of worship. And he says, first, we're going to start with praise. So the, the idea here is that we praise God. Why? Number one, because God is good. Notice that he says God is good. Not that God does good, although God does many good things yeah. for us. I want to say, and I'm drawing a blank on the actual verse. I know the verse, just don't remember the address. It is in the Bible, though. It says, every good gift comes from our Father from Mm -hmm. above. You know, comes from above. Mm -hmm. Talking about our good and perfect Father. In James, the book of James. Bible girl here. Thank you for the help. So the idea that God does good is true, and that, that makes Him worthy of praise. But even before that, God is good. Mm. You know, Tom, our our worship leader in the first service, who will play some in the second service every week. He actually said this past week, sometimes traditionally we get to doing things and it becomes like stale or old hat. He said, but this should never become stale or old hat. And he said, God is good. And everybody said all the time and all the time. God is good. God is good. He said, let us never tire of saying that. Yeah. Because there's so much truth in that statement itself. God is good. Mm -hmm. And because God is good, he is worthy to be praised. So here's the key verse that was in all three of my studies last week. Even though Pastor Bill didn't use the verse, he centered in on a truth that we discover in the verse, and that is that God is good. Mm -hmm. So in Psalm 119, verse 57, David, who, who experienced, obviously, most of you listening in today know that David's life was up and down. I, I heard a, a pastor one time, and please don't take offense to this, but he jokingly said, uh, if we would have had 
or if they would have had Prozac or Valium or, or Xanax or something back in the days of David, we wouldn't have the Psalms. <laughs> now, what he meant by that is that David's life was so up and down that today he certainly would have qualified for some type of sedative to pull him down and, and level him out a little bit. Yeah. And please don't hear me saying this wrong. If, if, if the doctor says that that's something that you would need, then listen to your physician and only, you know, your physician in a matter of physician. The point is is that David was very up and down in his life. Mm -hmm. So he knew what it was like for life to be really good. And he also knew life when it was very, very low, yeah. very challenging. Read through the Psalms and we can identify with the pains that we go through in life. And in Psalm 119, the longest Psalm in the Bible, in verse 57, this guy who knew what it was like to be at the top of the mountain, but also really in the valley. Remember, he's the one that spoke to us and said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, so he knew the lowest of lows. He said this, You are my portion, Lord. Now, let's unpack that for a moment so we understand how praiseworthy that is. David is using that as a, as, as a statement of praise, and it also helps us understand, not, not necessarily at the moment what God does, but who he is and how he is worthy of praise just because he's God. Mm -hmm. So he said, You are my portion, Lord. Now that's the first half of the verse. The second half of the verse in verse 57 there in Psalm 119, he actually says, I promise to obey your words. Because of who God is, I promise to obey you, is mm -hmm. what he's saying. And Jesus clearly said in John 14, 15, if you love me, you'll obey me. So th this idea of David saying, I'll obey you, he's saying that I'll love you back because you love me. Mm -hmm. Now in this idea, you are my portion, Lord. Let's unpack it backwards. The word Lord in Psalm 119 is in all capital letters. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's significant in studying the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. In the Old Testament, anytime we see Lord in all capital letters, he's saying, I, th this is saying Yahweh, or some would translate it Jehovah. And let's not get mixed up in the two. When we do a background on this study, what's called the Tetragrammaton, Yahweh and Jehovah are synonymous. It just depends on how you read the continents, consonants, not continents, <laughs> consonants, the Hebrew consonants, whether you would say Yahweh or Jehovah, but they mean the same thing. Here's a quick background in the Tetragrammaton. The Tetragrammaton are the four consonants that, that ancient, ancient Jews, the Hebrews use, many that, that hold to the ancient Hebrew teachings and do not see Jesus as Messiah, still actually live according uh, to the teaching of the Tetragrammaton. And what it is, is in the Ten Commandments, it says, Thou shalt not use the Lord thy God's name in vain. So Hebrew culture, in fear of using God's name in vain, they would not actually say God's name out loud, and they also would not spell it out completely for fear that they would even write it in vain. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they took the vowels out and they put only the consonants in their four consonants that make up the name Jehovah or Yahweh. And some Hebrew scholars read the consonants to say Yahweh. Some read them to say Jehovah. Google Tetragrammaton if you want to find out why. But more scholars today say Yahweh. It's not an argument over which one is correct. They both are synonymous. The significance is in what the name actually means. The Tetragrammaton, or if it were spelled out with the vowels included, the name of God, its most holy name, is his statement to Moses in Exodus when Moses is looking at the burning bush and he's hearing the voice of God and the voice of God is saying, go 
tell Pharaoh to let my people... He said, who should I tell them sent me? And God answers Yahweh. Or some would say Jehovah means the same thing. In our English version, it renders the term, I am that I am. The same statements we read in John about Jesus, where Jesus declares that he is God. Mm -hmm. He's the great I am. And what does it actually mean? The all-sufficient one. Hmm. Everything that we need is found in God. So David says, you are my portion, Yahweh hmm. or Jehovah. What he is saying is, all that I need is in you because of who you are. When we get this, we begin to live in such a way that we can't help but practice praise. Mm -hmm. Just praising God for who He is. Now, it, it was it, it was funny how we as Americans think. I was in the PCBCU class, and I paused for a minute, and I said, what does that mean to you, that God is our portion? And one gentleman said exactly what I was thinking. It, and it, he had no idea I grew up on a farm, and I had no idea that he grew up on a farm. He said, growing up on a farm, I can remember sitting at the table and waiting for my grandparents to put my portion on my plate. Big family, lots of people, only so much food to go around. And he said, but I knew I would get my portion, and my portion was always good enough mm. to feed me. I was thinking the same thing of a portion of food. But in Hebrew culture, what David was saying was even a little more significant than that is he was talking about the portion of inheritance. So this would mean as my family passes the inheritance that I would get, riches, which would include money to buy food, uh, land, which would also include monetary things because land was quite valuable in his day, even as it's valuable today. And all of these things that one would inherit when a family passes, all of this stuff that would come to them, which would be what they would need for all of life to live here and be uh, sustained on earth. David said, in that vein, God, Yahweh, you are my portion. Hmm. In other words, not just enough to feed me right now at a meal, although that was a pretty good picture, especially from an American perspective, but everything that I would require to exist and sustain my existence here on the planet, I find in you. Yeah. And because I find that in you, I praise you. May we practice praise because of who God is. Mm -hmm. I think so often we get out of the habit of praise because life isn't good right. in the moment. But I think David is the perfect example that mm. even when life isn't good, God still is. And so he's still deserving of that praise. Amen. And I love that so much. So good to talk about that and just to kind of refocus our hearts on cultivating that habit of praise. And so I'm really excited about this new series and we can't wait to continue in on it on Sunday. And we hope you join us here at PCBC, either in person or online at pcbc.tv. We meet every Sunday at 9.45 or 11.05 a.m. And for now, we hope you have a great week. God loves you and so do we. See you this weekend.